0: And welcome everybody to the Stars of Destiny podcast. I think we are on episode number. Where are we on, Luca? Where are we on episode four. number four? We're on four. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number four. So um, we are on episode number four. Uh, you guys seem to uh, yeah enjoy the last episode, and you guys are re- you know responding uh, awesomely. Like you know just the reaction of everybody's like excited to hear us back talking about sweet coding and all that stuff. Uh, but I am. Re- one of your hosts, Marco Flores from Nerd in the Bay. On uh, the other end of that is Luca Blight. Luca, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. So the reason why we're recording right away, actually, because uh, there was some time passing before we were thinking about doing the next one, is uh, this news have been popping up and then everybody's reacting to it right now. Uh, that uh, So uh, Yoshitaka Mariyama made some news about announcing something, right? So... Uh, so, and this became the, the announcement of Euden Chronicles, 100 Heroes Strong, if you go by translation. Uh, so it's basically what we're hearing about and what we're seeing like from the news uh, sites and all that stuff is basically a successor to Suikoden. Since as of right now, the, 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 the thing that's going on with Suikoden is that Konami has the IP. Um, they're not really willing to do anything about it right now. Um, so the, so Yoshitaka Maruyama decided to bring some of the old team back together again and to basically open up a new st- studio, I believe it is called, uh, is it, what is it called? Really quick, uh, Rabbit and Bear Studios. So they're basically an independent studio, um, just trying to, one kind of like, you know, See if the fan base is still there for sweet coding and also too, um since there's this uh, thing that's going on with you know the IP itself well, I guess why not kind of break out of that out of that struggle and then you know Just make something that's kind of brand new, but it has like the Inspirations of sweet coding. so so what right now what we're gonna do be doing right now is uh, we're gonna be looking back uh, kind of like uh, let me see going back to the yoshitaka's uh twitter where he created a twitter uh sometime this year i think like march 2nd so he's like hey i'm on twitter i have some things that you know you know i'm going to be announcing sometime soon um so <laughs> actually i'm going to i'm going to pop this up really quick um luca really quick like where were you when you were hearing about the news of uh of Iyuden, uh, announcing
1: i was actually at work and all of a sudden like my phone just sort of exploded from Twitter and like Facebook and like, yeah, like everyone's just like, yo man, have you seen this? And I'm yeah. like, okay, what is it now? Cause every time someone has directed me towards something that's sweet and related, it's yeah. one of two things, completely fake or it's an April <laughs> fools. And I'm like, all right, it's not April fools. It's gotta be fake. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I go I look in at this and I'm like, Oh my God.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not right. Yeah. And then I start looking into it more and more and I'm like, Wow, I was like, it actually looks pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it kind of looks like uh, they're using the Octopath Traveler game engine there. And I'm like, wow, this looks
0: really great. Yeah.
1: I was like, when is this going to be released? Kickstarter. Oh, yeah.
0: horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right now, um, that's that's where they're kind of that's where they kind of stopped uh, of the information that's coming out uh, right now. So uh, for me on my end, um, I was getting caught up like, oh, something's happening. Somebody's announcing something. And um, I'm not really, I don't really follow the the main team that bad, like that, that carefully, that closely. So just trying to get reacquainted on like who created, you know, Sweet itself, um, and then like the the team that team members that were there. So getting reacquainted with that, uh, you know, found uh, Yoshitaka's Twitter. So started following. Uh, right now, there's like a <laughs> there's a tweet from uh, somebody uh, Golitsky saying, "Where is Luca?" And there's a, a picture of a pig right there. So. There's a little bit a little bit of shout out for you. Um, and then I'm right here, man. Yeah. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. And and then uh, you know, Yoshitaga retweeting a bunch of uh, uh, tweets about, you know, Luca Blight and pigs. So then uh, that was like around March fifth. So that that and then, you know, he's talking about and then he's retweeting other people just, you know, sharing the love of Suicode and, you know, where we're, why we're all here in that set in that sense. So so moving forward towards uh, let's see, I'm kinda of trying to look for the announcement now. So I think during this it time, it should have
1: been a red flag to all of us that uh, Murayama was like all of a sudden active again, and that guy has—he's yeah. done like like two projects over the last fifteen years. So it should have been a red flag to us, like that he was active again. But yeah, I guess none of us really caught on.
0: Right, exactly, because like the last thing he was—he did was Alliance Alive, uh, which was yeah. like I believe a like a Switch. No, not, it wasn't not a Switch game. It was like um.
1: Uh, 3ds I think it was one of the yeah so, I think it might have been a, a Vita or something like that okay I don't okay. know like a 3d I don't remember
0: like a 3ds uh like you something know, like that some like that. sort of handheld right so yeah he he made that kind of getting again getting the inspiration of, of uh, sweet coding and so then that did its thing and you know you know you're you're able to get like a remastered edition that is out there right now um, I've yet to get it I still need to get it just to get you know just check it out you know um in that sense so Let's see. So moving forward, March 10th, uh, and during this time, he's, you know, he's jumping on radio shows, kind of taking like fan related questions, you know, asking about Coden and like maybe the inspirations, the Easter eggs, all that sense and like listening and, and, you know, airing some some like soundtrack radio where, you know, they just air like all the all the soundtrack of like Coden itself. So it was pretty cool just to, you know, hear that back and just having your fond memories about like the games, you know, you played and um let me see still looking still looking forward march 25th still talking about a bunch of sweet code and stuff so like yeah if you're following heavily then you're like what's going on you know so uh let's see still trying to look more Luca blight stuff of course uh Hmm. let's see july 24th i believe july is around july right because that's where we're at right now july 24th 25th or you know 23rd he starts to announce something and let me, I'm looking for the tweet itself but it, it's in Japanese too so like I can't I'm not able to read but on July let's see July 24th exactly uh, it says let me go ahead and click on this tweet uh, and let me check really quick yep showing that uh, translate it so it says, as a new project for me and my friends we will be creating a new RPG titled uh, 100 heroes uh, but then also mentions uh, EU Den Chronicles. My friends and I will be working on a new RPG called EU Den Chronic Chronicle. Says Chronic in this tweet, but it's okay. Uh, So that was the tweet. It blows up. Everybody's super hyped and excited, and you know they, you know, everybody's chomping at the bits, like you know, what is this game? What is this game? And you're wanting to know as much information as as possible. So so the news sites have uh, started, you know. Putting it through through the you know the rotation like hey new Suikoden like type game is coming out there and uh, yeah coming from Bear and Rabbit Studios uh, let's see so what we know as of right now uh, what we know about this game I'm gonna what I think
1: is interesting is that they're bringing back a lot of the the Suikoden style uh, like races and stuff like yeah. you see a guy that looks very cobalt like mm-hmm. right he almost looks like a, like a more uh, decked-out version of of gen uh, Yeah. And then like, like uh, they, they've I've heard confirms that there's gonna be like elves involved mm-hmm. and there's gonna be war and just like it's Sweekeden and you know like just you know something that's supposed to captivate the audience you know story-wise, which is exactly what Suikoden did to us. Right. So I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Um. So, like, what what they went down in terms of uh like mechanics and such, um, they went down the the, the idea of having a hundred plus heroes. They said a hundred heroes exactly. They may or may not have a hundred and eight. You know, we'll see. Uh, maybe that might be kind of stepping on the toes of Sui Koden with the IP of having a hundred and eight. We'll see. We don't know yet. Uh, since all this news is like just pretty much fresh in everybody's like minds right now. So a hundred plus heroes. Um, There is a castle and fortress uh, building uh, System of course when you get uh, getting more of your heroes uh, coming together Recruiting them the castle becomes bigger, you know unlocking maybe more rooms more areas that sort of thing So, you know the castle mechanic is there too Um, Let me see uh...
1: so what I was hoping for uh, is that this becomes a success and I'm hoping that kind of opens the eyes of Konami. Like, hey, look, there's still a fan base here. Uh, they still appreciate the creators. They still you know, appreciate everyone that's involved and squeak it in. Suikoden. Yeah. And maybe, you know, kind of prove to them, like, hey, man, like, we deserve to see the ending of this story. Even if it's just one game, man. Even yeah. if they don't get to wrap it all up. Like, just wrap it up. You know what I mean? So yeah. Let us see the ending at least.
0: Yeah, yeah. For uh, sure.
1: We started off we fell in love with a bunch of characters and like they kind of diverge from the main story after three quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I think I speak for all of us when I say, I want to know how this ends.
0: Yeah, I do too. I do too. But like at the same time for me, for me um, at the same time, just the, the no response out of all these years from Konami. And like, they, I feel like they know that people want like, you know, a closing to the story arc, the saga uh, of Suikoden, whether you started like a brand new series or whatever, um, people want to see this end and people want to see more of it. And it, it's it's frustrating to to that end because, like, they know, but they won't push it or, you know, go for it or green light it. it it's so frustrating in that sense.
1: Yeah, the, the, you know, profits come into it, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, but I, th- I think maybe what this team is doing. Is proving that they're they're still desirable, right? Yeah. Like this this is still can this still can work. The problem is because it's a Kickstarter, you know. Like uh, like I've been talking to a lot of people mm-hmm. over Twitter, over you know Reddit, mm-hmm. Facebook, all sorts of stuff. And what I'm seeing is like
0: they can't. So when. Uh, when we were talking about the systems I was looking around and I'm still looking around it's actually hard I was reading it a bunch of it uh, when I when it was around and I, I was able to find them and they people linked me and all that stuff now when I'm trying to l- literally look for it it's I can't find it anywhere so uh, from what I understand, uh, like I said, uh, 100 characters um, we don't know if it's, if it's going to be 108 uh, that that's gonna be up to uh, Yoshitaka or if he's gonna do like 107, whatever um, or and then and then what's next is uh, castle building, uh, which you know if you you know again you're familiar with your Su- suicoden. code in, uh, mechanics, more characters you get, the more the bigger the castle becomes, and your fortress and all that stuff. Uh, oh, also another thing that I read off of a, a lot of interviews, I, I read a bunch of the interviews that they were having um, uh, when when this all this news was coming out, was um, you know they were mentioning about party systems and all that stuff. So they said that it's going to be the six member party of your usual su- sweet Coden fanfare that sort of thing. And then you saw it on the teaser clip as well too. Um, so. Six-party party party system. Uh, The thing that they kind of stuck out to me, what they were mentioning was you're able to send parties out to like missions, and uh, maybe do like you know like kind of like what's the word? Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, where you can send out one of your guys out, and then you know they do the task, and they tell you whether they succeeded or not, and maybe you get like you know experience, gold, potch, whatever the the money currency is going to be called um you know so they equi- didn't uh, equipment and tactics they're doing a secret in- secret and in tactics rapsodia st- yeah. style type thing um yeah so that's what they're gonna do uh, in terms of like having separate parties and sending them out so that's pretty cool kind of makes them like kind of the other characters in your in your entire like game gonna be more like active in that sense rather than just hanging out at base and maybe t- giving you the same lines in that in that sense so, you know you know as you talk to them like twice or three times just to get different dialogue in that sense um uh, they mentioned they mentioned one thing which I'm, I want to bring up uh, so they were talking about the the combat aspect in terms of uh, the party like we were mentioning about the party uh, you know mechanics of it and it, this is more much more uh, interesting because you know in Suikoden like you have your party members kind of like on a flat plane and you know you know you have your people in the front you have your people in the back that's either that's either long range or mid-range and then you know you do your battles and that's that so what they're what they're talking about here is uh, terrain uh, modification terrain making it, uh, making a bigger difference in these battles than they did before and back back in the days so um, it sounds like what you may can't we may start off as like a flat terrain whether spells actually matter where say like you do earthquake or something in that sense and then, like the the train moves to where you know some of the the ground that's is, is upper level now, but you have still have some of the soldiers or your characters doing lower, like you know at the front forefront stuff. And then you saw this as of right now, we're we're replaying the uh, the teaser sequence of uh, the announcement. So you see some of the people that are in the back doing, uh, you know, they're in the like higher like higher ground. Um, doing attacks, whether they're in their mid range or long range, you have people in the forefront, uh, that's much closer that, you know, is able to, you know, do their things, things as well. Um, so they're talking about like terrain, like adjusting and all that stuff. Um, like I mean, with Luca, like you, any thoughts on that in terms of like the party system as of right now that what we know and like the terrain adjustment and all that stuff.
1: Well, I love the idea of the terrain changing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that's, that's fantastic. Just adds into, you know, it, it brings a, a modernness to the six party system. Yeah. Right. Some people might be a little tired than just the turn-based stuff. Mm-hmm. So as like final fantasy seven did with their remake and as with like final fantasy 15 and stuff, you know, the, the battle system, you know, it made the, you know, you moved around in your terrain, right? Like mm-hmm. things changed, uh, like just everything changed along with it. And it made it just, the area was just so much easier to soak in, and you just loved it. So yeah. I think that's what this is going to do, with combination of that. Yeah. Uh, going back to what you were saying about uh, the the release on the platforms, mm. uh, PS5, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC is what's being talked about. Right. So just want to throw that out there. Uh, not a guarantee for for any of those, obviously. Right. uh yeah. The other thing about the six party system is. It's just going to be a throwback, especially for Suikoden fans. Yeah. But I think that uh, this game might attract uh, like Octopath Traveler mm-hmm. fans as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll kind of see, the you know, get pulled in a little bit more to the the, the Suikoden fan side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like Suikoden and Octopath Traveler came together and had a baby. Like, this
0: <laughs> Pretty is, much. I think this is
1: going to be awesome. Yeah. I, think, I really do. I Pretty think it's much. going to be great. I'm hoping it, it gets a lot of support. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, looking online and stuff, like I, there's, it's very polarizing. We either have people like us that are really excited about it, really want to give this a shot because we want to see, even even if it's a spiritual successor, we yeah. still want to see it there, right? We still want to have that there. Yeah. Other people are like, you, you know, I'm not going to give you my money for something that's not a guarantee. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to give you my money for something that might not even be on a platform that I own, right? Mm. So right, say. Right they have the they're under the impression that it's going to be for the xbox series they give you they give you the money for the kickstarter mm-hmm. and then they find out it's going to be only pc or it's only pc and ps5 uh, whichever okay. it may be yeah so there's going to be people that are a little you know afraid of that so i think if they were to come out and you know, start giving like goals. Like say, hey, if we get this amount of money, we can release it on PC. If we mm. get this amount of money, we can release it on PS5, and we get this much money, we can put it on uh, Xbox. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think if they, are, if they have more communication out there with everybody, I think you're gonna get a lot more people that buy in, and then we can actually see this game come to fruition.
0: For sure, for sure. So it, this is what we know right now. So right now, their default release is on the PC. That's what we know right now. So now, mm. at the time of this recording, uh, the Kickstarter hasn't hasn't been up yet. It's going to be up tomorrow, 9 a.m. for me, I, I believe, like uh, 12 for you? Um, yeah, something like that, that. 12, 1230? Yeah. yeah, so it's going to be up tomorrow at the time of this recording. Uh, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be out already, the Kickstarter. So what we know right now is PC release by default. That's what they're going for. So now the stretch goals of that, if they hit... Uh, you know whatever the uh, the stretch goal mark is. So then console releases are kind of down there. Um, so it's depending how people are willing or, or not willing to uh, you know put in uh, the money to be able to be able to see these goals. So like it's depend and it's depending how big these uh, stretch goals are. Whether if it's like a million for like PS5 or or, or you know Xbox or it's like five hundred thousand or maybe even less. So it's just depending what we see in terms of the Kickstarter. Um, so like as as Luca was saying there's there's like a Opposite there's like a, it's polarizing reaction people You know the fans are just want want to see it the people are gonna be more than willing to like give their money to make this happen and there's other fans that are out, out there that are more cautious about the Kickstarter part of it because you know you have uh, examples like mighty number no. nine and uh, I think maybe, maybe and Indivisible uh, more so kind of like these games that kind of um Oh, and you kind of think of Shenmue Three as well, where you know be, people are clam clamoring for these type of games and like you know loving the art style, and, and stuff like that. And yet when it comes on release, it's kind of almost lackluster, um, in that sense. So it's it's you know you're kind of you know teetering seesaw, uh, you know pros and cons of what the Kickstarter thing is. So like you know whether you want to you know pr- uh, dive in uh, into the Kickstarter or, or not, it's going to definitely be up to you, but. I I know for sure the the console editions are going to be behind uh, a stretch goal of some sort. Uh, we just need to know how much that that stretch goal would need to be in order to see it on either like a PS4 slash PS5 or the Switch in that sense. But we want as of right now we know PC is is their destination. We just uh, we just don't know in terms of this Kickstarter. I think it's going to be up for like I think about a month, a month and a half, a month um, to see where. It, you know the landscape is gonna be looking like. So I mean, we'll see. So in, this, in terms of this Kickstarter part, um, you know, I'm I'm reading myself uh, in terms of Facebook groups and you know Twitter and all that stuff. A lot uh, on my end, a lot more are, are more like I, I just I'm throwing money at the screen and nothing's happening. Like I just need, <laughs> need this Kickstarter to open. And then there's like a comment here and there saying like I don't know I don't know about this. I want more of my in Six, which is it makes sense, depending. Depending if this Kickstarter actually, you know, blows up and like you know they hit their stretch goal in like a day or something, and then you know good sales and all that stuff, maybe Konami will budge a little bit. That's that's the reaction some people are trying to trying to hope for uh, in terms of like anything Suikoden. Um, but we'll see. It's gonna be the ball's gonna be on Konami's end when they see the results of this Kickstarter and then the sales towards Euden uh, in that sense. So I mean, like uh, go ahead, Luca. You I feel like you're about to say something regarding that. So,
1: my, my problem with that, with people just being like, where's my uh, Suikoden 6? The yeah. thing is, we can't just jump to that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. uh, you know, Konami holds all the rights to Suikoden yeah. right now. And they have been silent. They're not budging. So, our only hope is this new series, yeah. right? I, I'm not going to look at this as like, uh, you know, where's Suikoden 6. I'm going to look at this like these. Artists captivated us once before.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And they definitely have the ability to do so now. Mm. So, worst case scenario, if this game is released. Uh, you know if this game comes to fruition on all platforms and everything worst case scenario You don't get sweetened in six, but you get wrapped up in this amazing new world. Yeah, and I'm fine with that I'm I am fine with that I mean personally I would really love it if Konami would see the success and literally just you know maybe sell the rights to the the, to the original uh, you know, creators. These new, this, Yeah, these yeah. creators of the new company and just be like here do what do what you want with it, and then they could finally either expand on the universe or at least just give us an ending.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: an ending is definitely something that, that uh, I want, but uh, I, I feel like for this to work, people are got to buy in, right? If they you're, have to. If you're a big fan, mm-hmm. you got to buy in. But that's also asking a lot of one side. I think their side needs more communication. Yeah. Right. They need to give us the goals, right? Mm-hmm. Like not just hey, we got a Kickstarter and there's a bunch of maybes. Mm-hmm. It's like how about you show us yeah yeah. right if we if we do this we can get on pc if we do this we can get on xbox we do this we can get on playstation we need these goals and this communication put across to us and then i think you'll get better results
0: yeah yeah uh yeah and i I agree with you there um just wanting that that type of communication uh we'll we'll see a little bit more of it like basically tomorrow the next day um as i mentioned like the Kickstarter will probably be out by the time this recording is uh, on public like, release on public. Um, but like, I mean, what do you think in terms of what? Think of a number. What do you think is the number for like just console release?
1: Oh, that's
0: because we're th- that's, we're thinking PS5 now. We're picking. We're thinking like Xbox Series X uh, in that sense. So
1: it, it's unknown because we don't have the communication. Right? Yeah. We don't know where they are in their development. Right. Yeah. Uh, if say, if they had the game completely done, mm-hmm. right, say they had enough money to actually just make the game, but they didn't have enough money to do production and all that kind of stuff, it could be actually pretty cheap, yeah, right? To get across all platforms, it might just you know be a goal of just like a million dollars or something for mm-hmm. all we know. Mm-hmm. But if they need to put more money into voice actors and they put more they need to put more money into actual development of the, the software itself, mm-hmm. anything like that, it could be a lot right yeah but if the kickstarter is only for a month that lets me kind of you know think a little bit they don't need a lot yeah it makes me think like they had enough to make the game but not enough to produce it if production's the only problem mm-hmm. then uh, i think they just need to like, throw that out there like hey guys we just need to be able to produce this mm-hmm. you know help us kickstart this uh, you know we can get production across all platforms yeah it, it's all it, uh, it starts with them it, it starts mm-hmm. with them they really got to communicate to us if they just throw the kickstarter out there i don't think they're going to get a good response i think they need to actually let us know so okay. it, it all depends on where they are right you yeah. know yeah. i hope it's just production
0: yeah yeah i agree with that too um and we'll see uh tomorrow we'll find out tomorrow uh, when in terms of terms of the kickstarter and then the the, the stretch goals and like with the levels of how you're able to contribute if you're able to um and then you know a lot of people are having the running jokes like let's contribute 108 you know because yeah <laughs> um yeah because you know um but we'll see like maybe you know if you put in more than that maybe you'll be in the game in that sense like maybe be an npc or maybe be a hero or you know you never you don't never know um i think
1: everyone that contributes should put in some sort of 108 yeah if you can yeah. just put in a dollar yeah put in one dollar eight cents yeah you
0: know
1: <laughs> you know whatever it is man yeah if you can put 108 dollars, that's awesome that's it yeah a thousand and eight dollars that's fine too it's still close enough right? yeah yeah i think we should all just do the puns like that for sure and Mm -hmm. uh you know send a nice little message to them yeah but it's we got to see what they come out with tomorrow Mm -hmm. and i i don't think this is just going to be a one-day thing i think they're gonna if they're smart anyway they're going to release the kickstarter and then they're going to communicate with us as the kickstarter goes on yeah you know tell us how much they're how well they're doing and you know what the probability is of it releasing on these other platforms Mm -hmm. and how far along they are in this game okay uh because we don't really know right we don't know how how
0: far along they are yeah that's true we don't know at all uh we'll just see we'll just see so okay so moving on from the kickstarter part part of it let's talk about uh what this game is basically about um so have the website up here uh let me go ahead and change to that. Let's see. Uh, window and Yuden, Okay, so Hundred Hero uh, Strong is like kind of like the American translation, you know, the English translation of it. Uh, Yuden Chronicle, Hundred Heroes. Um, so let's see. So what we know about it: Yoshitaka Murayama, uh, creator, senior, is the senior uh, scenario writer director. Junko uh, Kawano uh, of Suikoden uh, 1 and 4 is the lead artist Osamu Komuta uh, from Tactics and Turquoise is Just as director Um, Junichi Murakami Castlevania area area, Aria, Saro and Oz. I'm not sure uh, producer art director there Um, Let's see multi multi Sakuraba of the tale series as the is a composer and Michiko uh michigo uh, naruke of uh, wild arms series is another composer so there's you know you have you have you have a team there I, I know people wanting are wanting the uh the the old school composer to be there too but i believe they they're retired in that sense uh, see
1: thing is a lot of those games you mentioned were masterpieces so yeah. what this says to me is this could be a dream team yeah like, this this could be... game could be fantastic wild arms was so fun oh yeah okay yeah. Wild Arms 3 was probably my favorite. Okay. But uh, Wild Arms was a great gaming series, and if they're involved, that's that gives me more hope. This sounds like, you know what this sounds like? This sounds like the Chrono Trigger team. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Some of the best minds coming together and and are making a masterpiece. We could have a masterpiece in the making here Mm -hmm. guys. So that's why I think people need to buy in man Because this could be an opportunity for us to really get a great JRPG back. Yeah, you know I think worldwide need a good response. I think Japan's gonna have a really nice response Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm really hoping the West really kicks into this. Yeah, I really hope we push for it.
0: I agree I agree because yeah, we definitely need those JRPGs uh, back I I feel like it back in the forefront because that's what kind of got us started in the ps1 era uh, You know um let me see so what we know let's see i'm on the, the main website of uh uh keep forgetting it, rabbit and bear it's like a it's such a gen- generic uh title studio <laughs> i was like like what's this t- uh you know name of the studio again
1: so uh maybe you, maybe that's a little uh, nod to victor yeah right he was talking about being a bear
0: I guess I guess uh, Flick is the rabbit. I guess is that what they were trying yeah. to say? He's he's pretty fast. Yeah, he's fast is. like lightning. He's, so. he's pretty fast. That's true. That's true. So like a hundred heroes, you see uh, the characters uh, Noah and I believe Sieg is the other person. Let me just let me confirm that. Uh, uh, wait, nope, that's not it. Have a lot of tabs. Gotta go through all of them. Uh, Segan Okay, that's his name. His name is Segan Okay, so let me look for you again. So, uh, Noah and Seigen uh, seem to be like the main quote unquote characters. Um, let's see. Uh, all right, here we go. So, this our, our story begins in one corner of uh, Allran, uh, a tapestry of nations with uh, device cultures and values uh, by dint of sword and by way of magical objects known as rune lenses. Uh, the, the land's history has been shaped by the alliances and aggressions of humans, beastmen, elves, and desert people who live there. The Galdean Empire has edged out other nations and discovered a te- technology that amplifies rune Lens' magic. Now, the Empire is scouring the continent for an a- artifact that will expand their power even, even further. Uh, it is one ex- such expedition that Siegen Kelsling, uh, one of the main characters, uh, a young and gifted uh, Imperial officer, and Noah, a boy from a remote village, meet each other and become friends. However, Twist of Fate uh, will soon drag them into the fires of war and force them uh, both to re examine everything to be- uh, they believe is right and true. Um, oh boy. Thoughts? Maybe thoughts we might uh, be- Wow. Yeah. What are your thoughts we might there? Be seeing, uh, we might be
1: seeing another uh, Joey and Rio thing here going on, right? right. Know, great friends from different classes mm-hmm. uh, end up being on opposite sides. Uh, I, I would love to see something like that. Uh, so I don't know. That man. This sounds fun. This yeah. sounds like it's going to be a great adventure. Yeah. Put it this way: this game gets released, I'm taking like two weeks off of work <laughs> yeah, just, just playing this just, game nonstop. Just playing. I'm telling you, like this. This sounds so fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Story, it, it's just a little, little tidbit there, but it, it sounds like we could have uh, just a classic in the making. Yeah, and I, and I really hope that's true. Maybe I'm just being, you know, a little. Too, maybe
0: I'm too a little, too excited about it. But yeah, I mean, I mean I you can't. You can't help it at the same time because again, no news about Sweet Code in all these years, and then directors and and you know people who have worked on the game will chime in here and there talking about it, and then nothing again. And I, I made this joke um, when I was doing other podcasts, where every time E3 went around, I like came around the corner. I was like, "I'm with another Sweet Coding announcement. It's gonna happen this year. It's gonna happen this year." Didn't happen for like like till till now, and there's no E3. Uh, it just made like a it made an, a weekend announcement basically. Um, but yeah, just just hearing the reading that I'm like, okay, uh, you know, Rio and Joey, Sweet Coding Two. Uh, I mean, like you know, Sweet Coding fans know that Sweet Coding Two is the actual true sweet code in one it was the first story that they they created and then they made Mm. actual sweet code in one uh just to get their their bare bones down and just get the feeling of what how to make an rpg and then they put out sweet code in two so yeah uh let's see um uh okay okay that's that's uh talking from Yoshitaka, talking about the the game that they're creating so now let's go ahead and delve into uh, so like I mean my, yeah like I mentioned like you mentioned uh, it feels like uh, Rio and Joey again um, Flames of Wars sounds like it's happening there's a screenshot that is out there about like the one of the protagonists uh, I think Ria, uh, Noah talking so it's like it's he's talking in that screenshot like hey you like you know you want everything and but yet I'm fighting it, you fight because you want everything I'm fighting because I, I don't want to lose like anything that I have left sort of thing so they are definitely on opposite ends uh, in that sense um, but mm. yeah it's 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 gonna be very interesting in terms of like the, the two I, I mean, ideologies in terms of like coming from like having this upper class like you know I'm, I'm a refined soldier or maybe I'm a aristocrat sort of thing versus like I'm you know just somebody from like you know the boonies um just trying to you know what i'm hoping to see what are you trying to hope to see
1: i hope you get to pick
0: Ooh, get to... i
1: hope you get to pick that be pretty which cool. hero you follow
0: yeah yeah kind of like a, a out of stories where like you know you, you can choose to be going going with the humans or if you can choose to be with like you know the the other people other elves and like worldly pick people Your side pick, yeah. you know, pick yeah. your
1: ideology
0: yeah that'd be and pretty
1: cool I... it'd be great 100 characters on each side yeah different different characters completely Mm -hmm. different story based on who you choose and then
0: yeah yeah oh that'd be cool Uh, yeah and then you go you run you run into all of them but you some you can recruit some then but the others are are blocked out due to either ideology alignment or yeah yeah for sure and then you
1: have and then when you owe your first game play you know your first playthrough yeah you're like how do I get this character? How do I get that character? Yeah, you don't understand you don't because know. you picked Noah, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you, you're you just like, you get this realization. I have 100 characters, but there's 100 of them blocked out. I yeah. can't get that. Oh, yeah. wait, I got to play as the other guy now. It makes replay, you know, it makes more replay of the game mm-hmm. and you get to see it from the other side. So we got like a little glimpse of that when mm-hmm. it came to in three, like a tiny little tidbit yeah. when you got to play through as Luke at the yeah, end. right? And And you know what? That's my favorite part of the whole story.
0: Uh, Being able to
1: see Luke's side of it, right? Being able to just see his point of view. And it was only like what, like half an hour of gameplay? Yeah. It wasn't a lot, right? But it was enough that made me feel good. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. We got Mm. to use Uber. We got to use Luke with his true wind rune. Yeah. We got all this fun stuff. Sarah. But imagine you can actually pick a side, Mm. right? Like, I always wondered. You know, if they could ever have done that with Suikoden and Two, or you mm-hmm. could have picked Joey's side. I mean, no one really would because Joey's an asshole. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying, if you, if you ever wanted to, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, they, <laughs> but that I mean, that would be fun. <laughs> it would. It would. So I'm hoping both of these characters are extremely likable, mm-hmm. and they just disagree on how to change things, and you get to pick. That'd be mm-hmm. so fantastic.
0: Yeah, and and depending who you pick if the opposite the opposite person will be will be shown as a villain but that Mm -hmm. but that would be interesting if you can pick like uh segan but like noah like the the boonie person you know just coming from coming from nothing kind of shows himself like as a villain kind of like how um like you were mentioning about like sweet coding 3 where um you know uh, the zexan army look look like villains um at, at at the at the other end of of uh of that, of uh, that, like it showed, like the Koreans kind of, sh- kind of looking like villains as well, depending on the viewpoint. You know, uh, when you're Correct. picking, yeah, the,
1: the lizard army, killed, yeah, you know, they're like ambushed their guys and yeah. killed, killed their their uh, soldiers and stuff. Uh, well, another good example, I guess, would be like Gundam Wing. I don't know if you mm. remember that okay. anime, yeah. But Gundam Wing, depending on which character you are watching. Mm-hmm they did a really good job of showing you that character's point of view, that character's polit- political side of things. Okay. And then anytime they looked at the opposite character, mm-hmm. they seemed like a villain until you saw it through their eyes and then by the ah. end of uh, by the end of Gundam Wing, you're looking at it like you know there's there's definitely bad guys in it but mm. at the end of it you're like there's no like true villains you yeah. know what i mean like they all just have different points of view mm. and that's i think that would be fantastic to see in this game you know, you know each other sees by the end sees each other as a villain but then as the player you can actually go yeah you know, oh man there's a there's you know they just see things differently and yeah. it just be, it'd be so cool
0: that would be cool that would be cool yeah it made me yeah and then it made me think of like uh you know uh the marvel comics civil war where Captain America was fighting mm. for freedom. Iron Man was fighting for like just registration and let's just work with the government sort of thing. So it's like, yeah, it may look like Iron Man is the villain, but really he believes what he's doing is good. So like, yeah, you get those different viewpoints and whether you agree with Captain America or you you agree with Iron Man in that sense. Um, but yeah, like that would be pretty cool if you're able to pick uh, either uh, Segan or uh, uh, Noah and then whoever you're picking the opposite end kind of looks you see the shades of like the bad guy-ness of, of everything of what, everything that they they do in terms of like a, of a campaign or, or of a mission so yeah, yeah you got to
1: fight their 100 heroes yeah yeah that'd
0: be that'd be you crazy know what I mean? that'd be crazy yeah
1: like instead of you know one 108 group being mm-hmm. the good guys all the time you have 100 on each side yeah and then you got to fight each other and then <laughs> you know it would be really awesome you, as you're playing through as Noah, you start mm-hmm. to really love these characters, and then you, you know, you decide to play as Segan yeah. the next playthrough, and then you're forced to like kill one of the other guys that you yeah, really like. And right. You're just like, oh my God, no! Yeah, if you, I'm so hopeful <laughs> for this. And it, you know, it sucks because I could get shot down with this. You know, I could have my my hopes. You know, it's dropped. Po- It's always possible. I mean, it's fun to just think about. Oh yeah, yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know. Um say you you get them all early say you get them all early then the split happens and yet the people that you love made that's like like lean towards uh the opposite end like oh no i'm losing them because i picked you know either noah or i picked segan uh in that sense so like yeah yeah yeah, all that attachment is going to be rough if you're going to be like say you're going to be fighting them and you you like say like they they die at the end or whatever um but yeah that's that's all speculation, but, like, you know, we we have until tomorrow to find out a little bit more in terms of the Kickstarter part, but to be able to speculate about the story is, uh, that's the fun part. That's always the fun part, uh, in terms of, like, this this part of, like, you know, being, a- anticipating a game release of, uh, just, and being excited about it. So, yeah, um, okay, so let's, uh, like, again, move on towards, uh, the characters themselves. So, right now, I have, uh, wait, let me switch off, um... Let's see. Take this out and put this. How oh, are you? Where are you? All oh, right, there. Okay. So right there. So we have a little little backstory on each of the characters uh, that have been like shown so far. Uh, so who we have right now is Noah, one of the characters. He's the one. Noah is the character where he wears. He's wearing red. Um, right now you're seeing, and I don't know if you want to pull it up on your end. Uh, Luca where uh, Noah has uh, like a, a red sequence uh, out, outfit you you see the familiarity of like uh, krill from tactics and you also see it from like Rio, uh, Rio from two sweet coat and two uh, with the color scheme and, and patterns um, a bunch of, a bunch of belts uh, there on, on his like his uh, upper chest area and then uh, you have a one shoulder pad and like uh, you know uh, like long sleeve protection there with the gloves and the cool thing is his weapon so cool thing is he's doing like uh double like dual tiger tiger hook swords um which tiger hook swords are not out there uh you know in the the main public eye but you know you recognize it from characters like cabal from mortal Kombat. he wear he uses uh, tiger hook swords and it's more of like a of a kung fu weapon too so like yeah, and uh, I, from what I from what I see from the uh, his character portrait is uh like yeah it's it's bladed on his ends but like he has like some sort of handle like like maybe bamboo handle around it sort of thing so it's kind of like the well
1: there was uh, there's some old weapons that are kind of shaped like that and what they oh, okay. were used for was actually to disarm people that use shields. Right? Oh, okay. So if you had a shield wall, they would use it to hook on top of the shield and okay. pull it down Okay, and then someone with uh, you know a spear from behind them would stab the person that would have the shield okay. So uh, maybe he you know, you maybe you'll see something as something advanced like that during the game who knows? Yeah. Uh, or they'll just be used slashing weapons that look cool. Who knows? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so yeah, you don't we, So like right now <coughs> you can see like the, the tiger hook swords the blades the bladed parts, is basically the end of the hooks and then, like he has like these, uh, uh, what's what's it called? Kind of like, uh, like hand protection. There's like a blade of the hand protection of the tiger hook swords. Um, I'm not well versed in terms of hi- tiger hook swords, but that's where I, where I'm seeing like he has the bladed parts of the of the weapon is because the non-bladed part seems like it's like a, a it's a, a non-bladed part. You know, it's not a full blade. It's just the ends of it are bladed uh, in that sense. So yeah so,
1: well i'm not saying like these weapons exactly were used to pull down shields i'm just sure. saying the the end of it uh very much reminds me of those those yeah. type of tools
0: yeah and then you can use the the bottom part of it too as well because it's pointed as well so like you know you have points of like using the weapon in terms of like uh puncture slashing uh you know clawing so we'll see what uh this looks like uh in terms of uh in terms of attacks and you get to see it a little bit uh when uh you uh the teaser clip is uh, being played too. Um, let me show that. I like
1: how his his I like how his lead arm is armored. Yeah. Uh, so like he's the the back arm is not so that means he's going to face with his left hand side yeah. forward. Uh, I don't know if you ever played Legend of Dragoon. But it's very much like Dart. Yeah, you know, Dart had a, one armored side mm-hmm. to take the brunt of the attacks, while the other one was meant for mobility. And I think this guy's kind of looking that same way. Yeah, It's pretty cool.
0: So w- what we see in terms of the teaser clip, like I'm, 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 I'm playing like it's like a looping clip of it right now. So like when he he's attacking, he's attacking multiple times, and he's he's attacking from the back row. Um, it seems to be like an ability of some sort because that doesn't that does not look like a standard attack because he hits like I'm trying to see one, two, three, four like seven or eight times uh, on a, a, an attack. He's attacking seven, seven or eight times. Um, so, like, yeah. He may be a speed guy. He may be... Uh, maybe one of his abilities is just attacking multiple times. Maybe like an Omni Slash type of thing. We'll see. Um, but, yeah. that That is very much uh, Noah in that sense. Uh, let's see. Um, let me put this out. Go back to the right there okay so that is Noah looks pretty cool yeah oh yeah oh so let's actually let's read the profile I forgot we didn't read the profile so Noah uh, he's a male 17 years old Origin is from remote village of the Alliance his favorite fruit is ate anything with meat dialogue line is lean would always tell me to stop meddling in others businesses Uh, but seems there's an incurable illness Uh, I'm going to help whether you like it or not, I don't know if I can help, but I can't stand there doing nothing. So that's kind of like where his sense is, sense of being is. Uh, let's see. Uh, Noah is a warrior from a remote village. Uh, he was hired by the Alliance uh, for a joint mission with the Empire during the mission. He ends up finding a mysterious artifact called, called Rune Lenses. So we didn't even really talk about hmm. Rune, Rune Lenses uh, in that sense. Uh, is basically what the Rune system is in terms of coding, but you know considering how this is going to be a separate uh property they're going to make their adjustments and maybe even like amplify what Arun was able to do back then in you know the original suit code in games um let's see little that could be yeah little did he know that this event would end up triggering uh, triggering the war between empire and alliance later on noah joins the guards of alliance okay um and noah is described as a reckless type person type of person acting before thinking of the risks and consequences uh he often meddles in other people's business, businesses but is still appreciated by his comrades who know they could count on him uh when it matters most we don't know who this lean is yet so any thoughts there in terms of his backstory uh of noah
1: well i think it's a little more interesting than our, our standard suikoden hero yeah uh our standard suikoden hero from like one to Ah, uh, four and five, was basically they just got guided along, right? Mm-hmm. So like, uh, Suikoden in one, you had like a party of people that you know it's basically kind of told you what to do along with your advisor.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was just kind of like yes or no, kind of thing. Uh, Suikoden in two was kind of the same. You know, you, you got along with you know Victor and a few other guys, and then like they just kind of pushed you along this path. Yeah. Uh, the only one that was different was was, was three. Because you had mm. these built-in characters, so I think th- this guy's a little more interesting than the generic character, yeah. because it, it shows that he's he's got flaws, mm-hmm. right? Like the the number one problem we would have with sweetening characters, it felt like they couldn't do anything wrong. Everything mm-hmm. they did ended up leading to success, right? Yeah, yeah. Where whereas it seems like this guy has some built-in flaws that are going to cause him some some trouble uh, as he goes along on his journey. So I, I really like seeing the character development come show through from a character so i'm excited about that as well
0: yeah yeah i I, yeah definitely agree with that and just um you know 17 years old just kind of you're going through the rashness of things and not thinking things through because that's you know that's that standard typical protagonist you know young teenager uh kid so um yeah we'll definitely see what you know noah does uh as we go through this game so let's see avatar oh so noah is basically yeah noah is the default name uh but he can be renamed of course so now we're on to segan segan i'm gonna i'll go through the uh the backstory right now be seeking segan kessling is his name he's male uh he's 18 years old so he's like a, a year year older he's yeah he's a year older One year. yeah a year older than noah uh origin is aristocrat uh aristocratic family for the Galdean empire okay so, yeah, there goes there goes the opposite end already. Uh, and if we get to choose or not to go with Segan or we go with uh, Noah. Uh, favorite food is poached egg. Uh, dialogue line says, This world is cruel and cannot be changed with willpower alone. Uh, that's why I swore I would never hesitate to throw away my ideals for a moment if this would ultimately bring me closer to reali- realizing them. All right. So now it says Segan is the second son of the Kessling family. Uh, a talented young man who displays exceptional results uh, at at the military academy, he was given a command over a mission with a squ- squadron made by made of mainly students to look for rune lenses. Uh, this how he met the uh, the protagonist Noah. Uh, he, they became friends and told each other they uh, uh, told each others hopes their hopes for the future. Uh, he is the older bro- his older brother was killed during battle during a rebellion in a remote region of the empire. Uh, this event changed Segan's life, making him learn the consequences of war. Segan is a strategist who always sees the big picture and is often is often misunderstood uh, as a cold person. He keeps his emotions and passion in his heart. So, thoughts on uh, Segan there?
1: Well... I want to point out his design right away. Uh, mm. His colors and everything like that—it yeah. very much reminds me of like the Harmonian colors. Yeah, right. Like, uh, you know how Sasarai would uh, walk around with that uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's there's major differences, but the, there's a lot of similarities there. Uh, I definitely like the uh, the sword he has there. It's it's, it's a fun little, yeah. little thing to it. As for his personality, now that I've heard that. I So hope he's the playable character. Yeah, <laughs> I really hope you get to pick between the two of them because they're so opposite Right. You got one guy. That's a young brash guy that wants to jump into anything and try to help out anyone Yeah Where the other one is a little more mature and understands how the world works mm-hmm. uh, You know, so I'm, I'm hoping, you know, he's cold and collected yeah. where he's not, you know, where he's not rash I really hope that you can switch between the two of them. Uh, if you can, I'm am going with him first. <laughs> yeah, you he know? just want to just want to like, see. Yeah, yeah, I want to see. You know, I want to see what it what it goes down. I'm obviously not you know saying to everybody that you can do this. I'm yeah. just saying I'm hoping you can. Yeah, yeah. And if he is, if he is an option, I'm definitely picking him first. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that it goes into a backstory. It's already pretty deep just by his character bio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, showing why he is the way. he he is, oh, man! I, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. no, no I, I get, I totally get it. I totally get it. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It definitely looks like a Harmonian uh, outfit, uh, with the patches and the belts, and you know, the 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 regalness of his mm-hmm. of his outfit and just his posture and sense. Um, yeah, not showing emotions, kind of cold and calculating. Um, not, not really like throwing himself out there and like kind of like in a public space. Uh, so he kind of he basically keeps to himself, in that sense. Um, he has a single sword. Um, kind of basically that's basically it. Uh, but he, he seems to be like the genius of his class in that sense. So uh, uh, yeah, I mean Seigan, Seigan, Seigan Kessling. So we'll we'll definitely see. Um, and I guess so. He is part of the Galdean Empire, from what I understand. And then from Noah, uh, just. Kind of like being almost like a contractor with the alliance, uh, part, as part of an alliance, I guess, with the empire. Um, from what I, yeah, I gather. So mm. let's see. All right. So now, okay. Oh, so it
1: looks like he's going to be on the opposite side, right? They had two sides that were kind of working together, and it looks like they're going to get into a fight over ruin lenses.
0: Yeah, and then that's where the war begins, and that's where the war, like you know, blows over in that sense. So, all right. Mm. So now we have. Uh, let's see. We have. Let's see. One. Two, uh, three, four, and, uh, three, and we have five characters with uh, story and uh, dialogue and, and backstory, so. All right, so now moving on to Melissa, so let's see, uh, I'll go down the backstory, Melissa female, 16 years old, uh, origin is the forest guardians, favorite food is herb chicken, uh, herb, or herb chicken, uh, dialogue line, ha ha ha, I know everything about the forest, the water sources where rabbits nest, uh, where the enemies would hide to ambush us. Melissa's family acts as guardians, as as the guardians of the forest. Thus, she is taught about her own mission as a guardian very early in her childhood. Uh, she she heartily smiles uh, to his friend uh, to her friends, but turns into a true warrior when in battle. Uh, the guardians live together with the forest, but do not reject the, uh, reject culture and technologies from the outside world. Developing independently uh, while incorporating good parts of said external influence, uh, even among the Guardians, Melissa is has a very open-minded personality. Uh, she likes discovering new things, enjoys and uh, and loves every anything cute. Uh, the Guardians have been transmitting uh, transmitting from generation to generation. Special technology when it comes to implanting, uh, min- uh, when it comes to manipulating rune lenses. As such, both uh, both the alliance, whom the protagonist Noah belongs to, and the Galdean Empire are seeking to ally with the Guardians. Okay, uh, whoever, whoever uh, the Guardians decide to stick with, this will be a major turning point of in history. So, that is Melissa. Any thoughts there? Uh, as uh, we sh- uh, pop up the character portrait and backstory,
1: I feel like uh, your decisions are going to impact these characters a lot, mm. right? So. I, I feel like they're gonna have a lot of decision making. I mean yeah. it could be wrong, but I feel like uh, based on what they're telling us there on 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 who she is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I feel like if you make the wrong decisions, they could end up against you.
0: yeah, yeah and
1: and you know it's just if ah, man it's it's so hard to just determine you know from from just that little bio mm-hmm. but she definitely feels like, She's gonna be uh, a more interesting character than we're letting off right now. I yeah. think there's gonna be a lot more story to that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they're, they're gonna. It sounds like their owns being a little bit vague about it. Yeah. Uh, ah yeah. man. All, all I know is, is I'm excited for. <laughs> like, this is, yeah. This. Uh, they didn't have a lot there for her. Yeah. Uh, it. You know. They did have a little bit of. You know. The whole uh you know she's just kind of a girly girl a little bit you know Mm -hmm. like everything cute and everything like that but i think there's going to be a lot more to her uh maybe not in an anime sense where she's just kind of an annoying tomboy but maybe maybe a little bit more important than that maybe you know a a little stronger of a character maybe maybe an ella and and i don't mean i don't mean physically i mean like uh in in a presence
0: yeah maybe like ellie or mina bogan yeah yeah
1: you know stronger personality
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, like, just going by her, her character design, like, she looks well, she looks great. One, first of all, another person of color. Like our past episode, our previous episode, we were talking about the people of color in terms of uh, the sweet coding game. So, like, she's, de- she's de- another one is, that is up there right there, and mm. just having that, like, just this design of being a guardian, but like not too like in a hippie sense, but like as as the story mentions, like, yeah, they 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 are open to. The external influences but they're still keeping the, their ways at the same time uh, she has like a little pet on, sh- on her shoulder uh, that, that, that looks to be like always sleep- sleeping Um yeah we don't know she I guess she seems to be more of a mage type but you know you didn't never know um, as well so like you know we'll see in terms of like, uh in terms of g- uh, gameplay mechanics but she definitely looks like she looks wonderful she looks apart and I believe yeah she has a, also has a dagger on her on our on her waist too so you know maybe she can just she can get up up close when it needs when when she needs to but like she can just throw the magic if that's the case uh, yeah, to be more comfortable in that sense so yeah that is uh, Melissa for that character so now we're moving on to uh, let's see Malridge 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 um, yeah let's see so Malridge is a male 27 years old a naturalist is origin uh, favorite food duck soup dialogue line let's see how about let's see how about we just surrender uh that's the (laughs) best thing it's the best thing we can do it's not an option uh that's not an option fine then let me explain our second best option how to win this battle so let's see uh a young scholar specialized in natural history um he's incredibly curious and wishes to know the reason behind every little things existence in this world uh that is highlighted or that is linked for whatever reason um Behind every little thing's existence in this world. Uh, he's also a genius strategist. Will often save the protagonist and his friends thanks to his skills. However, Melridge considers war as the most meaningless action done by mankind. Thus finds no value in his own talent as a strategist. So.
1: Okay. So, you got a little bit of shoe in there.
0: Yeah, I mean, a l- like, little bit of Matthew. got a
1: little, little bit of Matthew there, yeah. yeah. Uh, so... What I'm seeing from that is he's probably going to be a little bit of comic relief. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's going to have quite a bit of that in there. Uh, the other one is, you know, it's it's kind of a re- repetitive thing with that, with the whole, you know, the, the strategist always finds war useless thing. Yeah. Uh, but at the same point, I think it's kind of needed. If you're going to have that much of an overpowered, uh, you know, person in terms of war, you know, you have that good of a strategist, they kind of have mm-hmm. to have some sort of, something holding them back whether it's a personality trait or whatever so yeah i think he's gonna be pretty prevalent Mm -hmm. i think he's gonna be around quite a bit and he's gonna bail you out of situations he's gonna be your macgyver yeah (laughs) Uh, you know he's gonna get you out of situations yeah uh and then there's other gonna be other times where you kind of feel annoyed with him for sure i think yeah he's gonna be
0: (laughs) He's gonna be the. I uh, think he's
1: gonna be uh, a polarizing character. I think you're gonna yeah. either love or ha- love him, or hate him.
0: He's gonna be the Usopp of uh, this game uh, from One Piece. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's gonna be a coward, but like he does, like he has the great, great moments in the anime, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're going back to the uh, the teaser clip. Um. So, uh, Milridge is you see him in the background. He's like he's doing like calligraphy sense, uh, conjuring up spells like as he's writing. you think of like Psy from uh, naruto shippuden um in that sense where he's like conjuring up like you know uh fireballs and then like doing a doing a combo of them like he throws three like three fireballs out and then the last one like for like the big hit um so that's that's interesting where he's he's able to write or you know make art of these things that he wants to uh you know bring up or you know like you know say like i mentioned before the the fireballs like so he can he can make a you know maybe maybe make like an ink beast or maybe make like you know like a, a huge wall of defense. Uh, so his magic, I guess, or his his skill is is based off his uh, writing in that sense, and and it shows in in his portrait as well too. Uh,
1: so it's kind of like he's he's summoning almost. Yeah. Right? Like it's, yeah. You know how like Latin languages would summon demons, you know, mm-hmm. like with their with their language. Uh, but to me, it's it's actually kind of funny. I always pictured. Uh, that's how they actually would use scrolls. Mm. You know how, like in *Sweeping 2 you could use a scroll yeah. to use, like, uh, you know, you know, fl- uh, firewall or whatever. You know, yeah. uh, wall of flames. Uh, so that's actually what I pictured was them putting the scroll up in the air. Because remember, mm-hmm. it dis- like you can only have certain amount of uses of it. Yeah. So that's how I kind of pictured it was them putting a scroll up in the air, reading the scroll, and then the flame coming out of the scroll mm-hmm. and the scroll burning up into nothing as it attacked. Yeah. So it it kind of looks like that. Yeah, and yeah. that's always how I pictured it. And I'm just I'm loving the artwork. I'm loving the way it looks like there's combination attacks between both physical and magic.
0: Yeah, it looks. No, like I it. mean
1: it's just it's just a 22 second teaser there, but it looks to me like you can combine you can have combinations mm. of physical and magic, which would be so cool.
0: Yeah, that would be that would be because like yeah, in, in the older games like Sleep Coding games, it's a united attack was it's just basically ma- mainly a physical attack. Unless you start, unless you did the the magical unites, and that was a little bit more rare because you had to find the right spells and and the you know the right people that have the max level of magic, in that sense. So like in, in this sense, yeah. where this is have, this all this is more more seamless, where you know Noah's attacking, then like uh Malridge like like, uh final like you know leaves it up you know throwing the, the fireballs so. It, it, it all looks seamless. So, like maybe if you're able to unite magic with physical, that be that. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a, an evolution of the unite mechanic that we we all come to know and love, uh in that sense. So, let me see. It'd be fantastic. It would be. Yeah, it would be. Okay. So let me go back here. Go back there. So that is Malridge. He has a bunch of. Yeah, he, like he reminds me of at first glance he reminds me of templeton uh in that in that sense um just by by design and, and having like all these scrolls or like you know paper all around him and 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 you know him riding around uh but then when you like really look delve into him like okay you get like you like you just mentioned like you see the Matayu in him, you see the shoe in him um and then like as you mentioned as well like just being polarizing where he, he you know he's he, he sounds like he's a coward but he, he's actually just being a strategist just trying to like you know do like the, the the action that would be like the most successful in terms, of, in terms of the group, in terms of the party. So, yeah, that is Maul Ridge. Uh, next, we have Gao, who is a badass. Of course. Uh, you have a badass looking uh, <laughs> kobold right there. Uh, kind of looks like, um, oh man, what's his name from Breath of Fire? The first one. Bo. Uh, Bo, yeah, he looks like Bo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so okay, so Gao, uh, male, 32 years old. Uh, a warrior from the tribe of mercenaries his favorite food is pancakes with tons of cream on top <laughs> his dialogue line is being a leader and yet standing at the vanguard rushing in by yourself anyone can tell you how stupid this is but that's fine by me life is too short to be, to always be boring boringly worried about danger a battlefield veteran earning his life by participating in many battles uh, he is born in the on the battlefield Plans. To fight all of his life and die on the battlefield, the Beast Tribe are considered the most ferocious warriors, and as such, mercenaries like him never run out of work. Uh, mercenary contracts are made on uh, individual basis, so warriors from the same tribe can often often up end up fighting each other. Okay, uh, I'm not paid enough. Uh, there's like a, a parentheses. I'm not paid enough for this. I can still bet you my next paycheck uh, that this guy is gonna be voiced by Tetsuya. Anada, okay. So so that is Gao. So mercenaries, I guess the the he, mercenaries, a warrior tribe of mercenaries. So like I guess his race or maybe just his tribe are are mercenaries in that sense. It sounds like he's just all about the battle. Um, and yeah, and, and of course, like all like badasses like strong badasses, they love sweets uh, in the most extreme sense. Uh, like his his clothing, like it's all tattered up. Um, he he looks like he just looks like a badass. Uh, there's no there's basically much much more uh, of of a uh, of uh, a badass more than like the kobolds of old of like Gen Gen and and gone and and all. And looks all like Gen on steroids. Yeah right right right. Like like he grew up Gen Gen. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah
1: yeah man. Yeah he looks he looks interesting. Yeah. Um I think he might more more of the more one dimensional characters, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think he's going to be the guy that everyone just kind of goes to. Yeah. Based on you goes- know how he looks, and he's going to be. I, I'd imagine he's going to be pretty good in the combat system. So. Yeah, your go-to physical uh, guy. You know, maybe there will. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'll uh, see more of the the beast tribes that he's from, and mm. you'll do more story arcs with it, and you'll find more out about his character. Who knows?
0: Yeah.
1: But uh, as for what we've seen, uh, I'd imagine that he's going to be pretty generic but we could be wrong and I'm hoping I'm wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So on, on the clip you see that he's basically the first one attacking. He's just like just like two slashes. So nothing uh, nothing extravagant on his on his attacking. Um, but you do notice uh, just by the teaser clip on itself, he is attacking from the back angle. Um actually wait. Yeah, he is attacking attacking from the back angle. So maybe if if, if we're still going along the lines of like the short and medium and long range, he would be a, a medium range character in that sense. Uh, same thing with Noah uh, attacking from the back and then, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you said, uh, Luca, just being more of a generic soldier in that sense, but um, he's probably going to be the go-to physical guy if you get him early um, and then, um, you know, we'll see if he's able to stand out once you get to the end game of, uh, of the game, really, and with his, with his stats and, and abilities and such. So, yeah. That is Gal. Um. Let's see.
1: There's always a gal.
0: There's always a gal. There is always there's a. gal always a, There's always a gal in
1: some sort of fun. <laughs> some sort of. GRPG, sort of, GRPG, uh,
0: GRPG. Yeah, you're right. Is... <laughs> you are right. All right. So now let is go. Let's go on to move on to Liang. Uh, she is female. She's six, 16 years old. A daughter of of a family of martial artists. Favorite food ultra spicy ramen. Uh, dialogue line. Uh, don't get me. I don't really get. This difficult stuff, uh, but these random guys suddenly invaded us, so yeah, they're bad guys. Uh, She left home, angry at the Empire, invading the Alliance, Uh, didn't think think through about what she should do. Uh, She figured she'll figure things out by reaching the big city, rushed to one, and thankfully ended up with meeting the protagonist and friends. His family owns a dojo, puts martial arts above everything else, so she was taught how to fight by her father since her childhood. It is said that she's able to jump and kick while being able to walk on two legs. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) that is Liang. And yeah, I mean this screams like Nanami uh, for me. I don't know about you, uh, Luca. Screams Yuffie. Yuffie? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Screams Uh,
1: attitude. Has a you know a grudge (laughs) against someone that uh, has declared war on her (laughs) homeland. Mm. uh, Boasts a lot and never really has a clear goal.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So, but,
1: uh, I mean I say that with love though I love you oh yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Know, so yeah yeah like yeah like, yeah for me it just screams in Nanami in that sense no I mean it, it doesn't really have to relate to like you know the main characters is like oh yeah big sister and such but like you know martial arts dojo kind of jumping yeah. into things uh in that sense uh but like you know I I, I gravitate towards a martial artist myself uh, I love the hand-to-hand fighters uh and all the sweet coding games that that, that I um that I've played so yeah, she'll probably be in my mainstay party if that's the, uh, in that case, unless there's like somebody absolutely much better, uh, like you know, showcasing martial arts in in Euden. Uh, um, but yeah. Oh, from from what I've seen in your playthroughs, you like guys with frying pans. I do like guys with frying pans. I do like my chefs. You know, I like <laughs> I like the nonsensical <laughs> things. So, and, and, hey, I was I was I was shocked to see that Antonio was that strong. Uh, when I, when I buffed him, I was shocked. Like really. I was like, okay, well, I'll keep you. Like, dang, you hit that hard with a frying pan? That's sick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, that is Liang. Uh, Let's see. We have, uh, I think, oh, yeah, we have one more. Uh, Mio, uh, gender female, 27 years old, somewhere from the Far East. Uh, Favorite food, uh, sasa dango. Um, Let's see, dialogue line. Even even if you follow a single path, uh, you're the one deciding where that path will lead. female warrior following the ways of the sword Uh, she has a stoic personality often stays silent uh, only taking a challenge to fellow warriors to test her skills Uh, besides because mio carefully picks her sword uh carefully picks her words actually uh she only speaks when truly necessary with sharp and permanent uh pertinent uh remarks um let's see she highly respects her comrades sometimes she can be a bit a bit of an airhead though uh let's see uh they, let's see. okay that is all the characters yeah that's all the characters that is Mio. Um, so
1: other than the airhead part she, that kind of you know maybe a little bit of valora in there uh pain from final fantasy x2 and mm-hmm. you know so maybe kika from, yeah. from uh speaking of four you know, other than the airhead part, right? Uh, but the rest of it there, which is very stoic and very strong. This is going to be a character I gravitate towards. I always like those type of characters. Yeah. That, uh, you know, they're strong and they don't have, you know, they're not over overfilled with dialogue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those those are definitely my type of characters. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully she's more of a of an Oron type or something, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it
1: it's it sounds like a character that I would I would really enjoy. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm hoping that there is story to her, but she doesn't have to say too much, right? You see mm. a lot of flashbacks that kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I love the design. Like, love the the samurai look. Um. Yeah. Just. I guess not having the word like many words to say, but like I guess but also can come across as an airhead. But I guess maybe like just. Kind of like that—that that Drax, uh, Dave Batista, type. Um, like you know, nothing goes over my head. I'm way too fast for that sort of thing. It's not not, <laughs> not getting the joke, uh, sort of thing. So uh, yeah, but yeah, she looks pretty. She looks coo- like pretty cool in terms of the the teaser clip. She's way up in the front, so she'll definitely definitely be your close range uh, just attacker. Um, yeah, design looks great. Uh, I li- I'm liking it. Uh, you know, I was I was thinking against you, but like she's more of like testing. Uh, people's abilities rather than like, oh, do you have the, the proper sword? Get you w- wants to see or, or take a look at sort of thing. But, um, but yeah, that is, uh, that is, what am I looking at? That is Mio. And that is all the characters that are out there right now. Like, out of all these characters, like, and, and hearing the backstory, who, who's, who are you leaning towards in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of characters that are out there right now that we know of?
1: Uh, the main two, main two, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I'm gonna like Noah for sure. Yeah, uh, like I, I like you know, kind of maybe he's more of like Hugo type. Mm-hmm. You know, very brash, very. Uh, and and sounds like they know those type of characters always evolve. Uh, I'll like him for sure. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, so probably the main two, main two, uh, okay. You no, know, and then then yeah, uh, Mio. Is that how you said her name? Mio. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I'll like her quite a bit. Yeah. So main two and her. The other ones maybe they'll grow on me, but mm-hmm. uh, based on their bios, uh, I definitely like those three.
0: Yeah, yeah. For me, it's, uh, uh, yeah, of course, uh, the main, main two. I, I mean, more, more so Noah, because I, I, do like that just rash, rash main character that just works things. It just works out in his, fa- in their favor. I like that. Um, uh, Melissa is very interesting, because uh, yeah, like we were just talking about of, if, if whoever side gets to that is able to recruit the guardians then like that's that's a big like power move in that sense so having melissa on your side that's pretty cool and just again the design looks great uh for melissa um Malridge, i do like as well um just he he's not like that that hand to hand fighter person but like he can protect himself uh and he's and he's drawing he's basically drawing just to be able to take out his enemies so like that's that's too like there's too much swag there <laughs> for uh, right there just do just doing that um uh, but probably, pro- probably my as of right now, my main go-to will probably be Liang. Uh, there's because there's no there's no uh, chefs right now that I know of uh, that's attacking like hard hitting. So no frying like, pans. No frying pans yet. So uh, Liang as as of right now is going to be probably going to be my go-to, because uh, you know I love the martial arts. Martial arts. I'm always going to be down with the martial arts. So Gal um, Gal looks cool. He definitely does look cool. But yeah, like you said, kind of kind of standard uh, beastman like uh probably going to be your physical go- person in the beginning uh, but we'll see if he's going to be more so in the ma- the end game um but yeah lang lang's going to be definitely going to be my go to um but yeah that i think that's it. pretty much all the information that we know of right now of euden uh, chronicles um like what are your thoughts at this point and what are you what are you hoping what are you hoping for what information we're going to be getting in this Kickstarter, and then and what are you, what are you hoping for as the news starts to slowly like come out in terms of this game? I'm hoping we get like a weekly update. Weekly right? update. I'm
1: hoping yeah. uh, they're very transparent with everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So I hope uh, you know, and not just with the money side of things. Right. I hope to keep us interested. Yeah. They're like they throw us a character every week. You know, with a new bio. That'd be cool. Hey, there's this character. They do this, mm-hmm. but don't tell us. You know, if they're an enemy or, mm-hmm. you know, an ally, just throw the character out. This is their design, this is who they are. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, throw it up on Twitter, throw it up on Facebook, you know, get us involved, get people talking, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, like how with, with Gal, right? You know, everyone loved, like Gal's photo is going around everywhere. Yeah. Everyone loves the way that guy looks, yeah, right? Yeah. So, you know, grab a polarizing image, just, you know, grab a, an image that sticks out, sorry, and mm-hmm. then just throw it out there. This is who he is, you know, this is who she is. Mm-hmm. And then you know just kind of let people develop the conversation and then along with that say you know this is where we are in production Mm -hmm. this is what we need from you and this is what you're going to get from us you know every step of the way should be transparent with us if they want this kickstarter to work so that's what i'm hoping to see um right now i'm not thinking about in 6 too Mm -hmm. much or anything like that of course it's in the back of my mind it always is yeah yeah but I'm I'm just focused on this game. This game is what's in front of us, and yeah. I think we should enjoy what we have in front of us. Uh, we should be going. We shouldn't be saying. Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you what you should shouldn't say or think, but I'm just I'm just saying. I think we should enjoy what's in front of us, yeah. and you know, show our support. And maybe one day you will get squeaked in six from this, or maybe you'll love this story so much you won't mind.
0: Exactly. You yeah. Know,
1: I I just got to keep reminding everybody these specific people have captivated us before, Mm. whether they were working on Suikoden, whether they were working on Wild Arms, Mm. whichever it may have been, they have captivated us before and I think they can do it again. So I think we should really, you know, give them our support and I really want to see them be, you know, very transparent with us, right? So I want to see weekly updates on everything. And just let us know what's going on. Yeah, I, you know, don't don't be don't be like the Final Fantasy seven crew where mm, they were like, mm. yeah, you know, you're gonna get it someday. It's yeah, it's coming.
0: You know, don't worry.
1: And yeah, then, you know, then drop like a a preview, mm. and then nothing happens for two years. You <laughs> yeah. know, like I don't don't Final Fantasy seven us. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I want to see I want to see transparency. Yeah, and I hope that happens.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I I agree with you. I would love to see i would love to see like a character like a month um as as we go through the timeline Or maybe like every couple months or whatever since we're the game is on release of 2022 is that what we're, we're seeing um uh something like that 2021 september. 2022
1: <clears throat> um september 2022 i think i saw
0: yeah so um yeah i would lo- love to see that just having like a character like you know every few months and uh, just 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 to remind people like hey yeah well, this game is coming out as in terms of the Kickstarter, um, yeah, I, I just want to see what these, uh, what, what the situation is in terms of the Kickstarter, and then what the stretch goals and 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 what we can do in terms of, of uh, being able to contribute and help out this game in any any form or fashion, um. Like uh, like you what like what you mentioned before like like what you mentioned is like uh you know people being hesitant, yeah, sure it's not the optimal situation of having a Sui code in six. But maybe this coming out and seeing the results of it, of, of maybe the sales and and the Kickstarter will maybe have Konami like you know start thinking some things. So like we'll see. You don't know. Um, but if it gets that ball rolling, great. If not, this is gonna be okay too. You know, if this comes out, you know, really good and and it just blows everybody out of the water. Um, I guess again, people hoping that's not gonna be a, a mighty number nine situation. Um, that's always a possibility but we just we just got what well, we got to see we got to see how they handle things as, as they try to give us updates hopefully like frequent updates uh, in terms of like in terms of that um, for, for me in the game um I mean I, I love I love the designs what they have right now I love um, the uh, it's, it's not it, I love the 2.5 D of it uh, just and uh, the battles is gonna be just it's not always gonna be in that that f- that flat plane like that that really sticks out to me is like oh that's cool uh, characters are like either having having higher ground or you know just being in different locations and that is not so much being bunched up as a party going up against enemies like everybody has like strategic like uh, positions in terms of trying to fight these enemies in that sense so like I, I the 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 terrain adjustment is definitely a plus for me, and uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see what comes out of uh, the news that we get uh, in terms of this game. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's it with that's it for now for EU uh, EUDEN Chronicles, um, 100 Heroes Strong. Uh, guys, let us know what you guys think. Uh, you know, whether you're like, sending us a comment and on the, the video or uh, tweet at us at Marco Polo 177 at uh, Luca double underscore blight. Uh, and let us know what you guys think of the the news. What are you guys hoping for for EU Chronicles? Um, yeah, just it's it's an exciting time because like, twenty twenty's been trash, but like this coming out, like you know, and, and being announced, like it makes it a little a little bit a little bit much better uh, in terms of uh, this year. So yeah, that's, best
1: news we've had all year. Uh,
0: pretty much, basically it. Uh, so yeah, that is it with us uh, for us uh, here uh, at Stars of Destiny Podcast. Let it, let us know what you guys think on the comment section, Twitter. You know, at us. Um, what do you guys think about you know this news what are you guys hoping for uh, for an announcement all that stuff um, Luca blight uh, what are you doing in terms of your channel and content uh, right now so you can tell us uh, can tell the people out there what are you doing and uh, where can they find you
1: uh, well it hasn't been a ton of uh, sweetening content just mm-hmm. yet but uh, I am working on a video uh, that Suicune fans will, will, I think, will enjoy. It's the yeah. top five villains, uh, my top five villains, not named Luca Blight, because of <laughs> course, that would be uh, too uh, one-sided, because yeah. we, well, we all know that Luca Blight's the best one of all <laughs> yeah. time, so we don't have to talk about that. But I do have a video coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, there will be video of your playthrough going through that, so that'll be uh, entertaining. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, I've got a lot of Final Fantasy Brave X V uh, videos going up. There's, It's been crazy with mm-hmm. their fourth year anniversary, uh, so we got a ton of, of uh, character reviews out on there. A ton of content in in terms of that. Uh, you know, we're gonna do we're gonna try to do more speaking in and uh, you know keep keep your uh, your your eyes open for us here on the podcast because mm. I think we're gonna have uh, more news and more things to talk about for sure. For sure. So you, yeah, you can find me on. You know what? At me on Twitter. No, don't just at me. My DMs are open. DM me about this game. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to talk about this game nonstop. So, don't, you know, I saw a meme, you know, uh, from of fans being like, you should just delete me because my, my entire uh, feed is going to be just about this game. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. You guys want to send me a DM? I will gladly talk about this game with you guys yeah. all day long. I'm super excited. There you go. So, you know, come come to me at Twitter. Luca, two underscores, blight. And uh, I will definitely chat you up about this game. I'm super excited about it.
0: There you go. There you go. So that's Luca Blight. Uh, You can find me at Marco Polo 177. That's my main Twitter. And at Nerd in the Bay is the channel Twitter. Uh, What we're doing, we're doing a bunch of videos about uh, fighting games because I love fighting games. So uh, we're doing Art of Fighting. We're still playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. We are doing uh, uh, Dead or Alive 6 story mode. um there's probably something coming down that I'm not even um, talking about. Oh, Fist of, uh, Fist of the North Star. I, was, I still plan on continuing. I just have yet to do a recording session on Fist of the North Star, uh, Lost Paradise. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, we have our 8th uh, year anniversary for Nerd in the Bay. So I, I want to make a podcast about that. Just talk about that uh, eventually. Uh, so that's going to be coming down the line as, as when I can get uh, some of my guys, my brothers out there uh, to... Uh, connect and we were able to just talk it up. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You can find me at Nerd in the Bay, the YouTube channel, and the social media is right there at Marco Polo 177 and at Nerd in the Bay on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it with us with the Stars of Destiny podcast. Uh, thank you guys for watching or, or listening, whatever you guys are doing. Uh, stay tuned for more news. Uh, and this has been the Stars of Destiny podcast, your only sweet Coden and I guess now, eudin chronicle podcast that is out there so take take care guys have a wonderful day or night and we'll see you guys next time peace